You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to At The Diner. It's the GGR Pirate Radio flagship podcast. My name is Mike Lunsford. I'm your host this evening, but I'm not doing this by myself. Oh, no. I've got some awesome co-hosts and an amazing guest who you might have heard before on the show. In co-host seat number one, I've got the guy who's got the most tenure when it comes to GGR um, <laughs> co-hosting podcast abilities. He's an amazing musician in his own right. In fact, that theme song you just heard, that's him. His name is MC Brooks. Your Wife Who Is Trash, a six-part series coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were fun, man. Those were surprisingly those fun. Those were fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've also got, um, I mentioned him in the cold open. This dude blows me away with his artistic ability on a regular basis. Like, amazing stuff. Like, he's actually got an Etsy shop. It's the Art of James Rambo. Check it out. You can buy prints. In fact, you can even get t-shirts now, too. Uh, we, you can go to our GGR uh, Teespring site, and you can pick up the Dork Knight that he has done. It's a really, really awesome interpretation of a very famous superhero. Uh, you can get him on a t-shirt. His name is James Rambo. Greetings and salutations, everybody. We also have the most frequent GGR Pirate Radio guest when it comes to our podcasts, you know him, you love him. He's the host of the Fantastic Forum, which you can catch on Saturdays at 4 p.m. on WERA-FM 96.7 out of Arlington. Or you can go to WERA.FM and listen to it digitally around the world. His name is Ulysses E. Campbell. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Your introductions of me make me wonder who you're talking about sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy sounds really cool. <laughs> and I would be remiss if I did not point out that Fantastic Forum is also available as part of the family of GGR podcasts. Thank you so much. Indeed it is. Of course, we are happy to have you in the family. So... I would say in the year 2021, if we were ranking franchises 
as far as like the big ones. You got Marvel, you got DC, you got Star Wars, you got Star Trek. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else right now uh, that would you would consider in those big name franchises. I would say that Marvel has really come out swinging so far. I mean, we're only a few weeks into this year, but with their with January 15th starting um, the first episode of WandaVision, Marvel is not taking any prisoners. And like, I am super impressed with what they're doing so far. WandaVision has been completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be much more um, close to the vest. It was going to be like, they're going to tell you everything up front, what's going on. No, 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 no. They've had a much better narrative plan for this show. I am so into this so much so that you guys can go back and you can listen to last week's episodes. You can hear me and Rambo and MC and our guest Duke Arlington just gush about this show and how much we loved it. Um, I, I wanted Yuli, I wanted to give you a chance real quick, man, to, to kind of give us your take on it. And then we'll jump into the rest of the, the slate and we'll all kind of discuss like what we're looking forward to the most, uh, which ones were kind of like, eh, I'm not interested like you know maybe maybe not but then also too like what's the x factor what's the one that you're just like i have no idea what they're gonna do with this but like i'm this could be totally dope if they do it right let's start with you man what what's what's your take on wandavision so far well i've been enjoying it frankly and i i think in some ways i've had a leg up on some other people because obviously those first three episodes, there was uh, a lot of confusion uh, out there in the heartland and people talking about, I don't understand what this is and what are they doing? You know, it's black and white. I don't like this. And <laughs> if you don't have the foundation of uh, having grown up watching uh, some of these half hour situation comedies from the golden age of television, like I Love Lucy or um, uh, Dick Van Dyke, I'm going to throw in there, even though that wasn't exactly the golden age, we had gotten a little out of that. Um, and then you get to the 70s, you know, shows like The Partridge Family and The Brady Bunch and, uh, you know, so forth. But uh, it, it, it harkened back to a lot of that. And the the style of it, it, well, it, it was a very unique presentation that they were doing. And then, of course, you get to episode four which was uh, considerably more conventional and explained a lot of stuff. And all these people who had been in the wilderness talking about, I don't get it. All of a sudden, they're, oh yeah, I really like it. It's like, well, wait, wait, wait. It's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you've jumped on the bandwagon here, you know, but that, that Marvel bandwagon, I mean, apparently uh, no matter how big or how small it is, you can never have enough space on it and people keep jumping on it. And I think, I, but I, I digress. That's 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 for later. Um, but no, I, I really like it. And I liked it before we got to episode four. And then even even once. In fact, tonight I'm waiting for three in the morning so that I can watch the next episode because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to wait. It's just if I know it's coming, it's like, oh, my God, instead of being asleep, I could be up watching this show. You know, so I can't wait to see what happens next and we're more than halfway through it at this point and it's just going to get the the, the it's just gonna get more urgent and dramatic as it goes on and as they move further through uh it will uh, further through time in terms of 
the situation comedies uh, from which they seem to be drawing their inspiration. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. We I, we're, I mean, we're all on the same page for here with this one. Yep. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> Too bad yeah, we, we need somebody who doesn't like it. <laughs> you know? It's like uh, the counterpoint. You know? So we can deride and shame them. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's pick somebody to be the devil's advocate here. You know. <laughs> well, you know, just just a just devil's advocate. Too slow. <laughs> So, yeah, pacing. Pacing. That's been the thing that we've made fun of so much. Don't understand. Pacing. Years complaining about how formulaic Marvel is, and now they did something different. I don't like it. (laughs) It doesn't fit that formula that I've become so accustomed to. (laughs) Formula that you complained about? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People would not stop bitching about. And they yeah, and they finally they finally switch it, switch it up, and now it's like, oh well, this is weird. Why <laughs> don't they yeah. tell me everything in episode one? Yeah, I just I don't understand. I mean, I do. It's just it's bitching and moaning. Um, and yeah, and it, it's it's people who are who are, it's people who are happier being unhappy. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna be over here with the smart people enjoying myself. <laughs> And being engaged by this very well-crafted, very cleverly executed show. Uh, it's a shame that you won't be, but oh well. Sucks to be you, nerd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's pretty much the way I feel about it, too. Um, so let's... I want to talk about some of these other shows that are coming up, man, because this shit looks insane. Uh, let's let's start with the first one, uh, Falcon versus Winter Soldier. Just kind of around the room, like what's everybody's? How's everybody feeling about this one? Oh, I'm I'm down, man. And it's it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not necessarily Falcon versus the Winter Soldier. But oh, did I, I, mean, I say I think did I say versus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my I, bad. Yeah. You might okay. be thinking I mean, about I, the trailer though. <laughs> there will be way. plenty of infighting. Have no fear <laughs> yeah. of that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, but it's it's you know apparently a grudging partnership or whatever no i'm there man i mean you know they've thrown in enough other stuff i mean baron zemo wearing the hood you got us agent in there you know i mean i'm like sharon carter yeah this is yeah and she looked like a badass in that preview too man yeah she is a badass (laughs) (laughs) agent 13 you know i mean just keep getting man (laughs) i mean like i wish i could say like if we're gonna go one by one well what do you think man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i am on the hype train i like i've i've heard all these people like oh i was burned out from all these marvel movies not me Nope. Let, yeah. let me find a vein hey, for you. Got you. A year and a half off. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's some of some of it's uh, actually you know forced off of us because we thought for sure we'd have Black Widow by now, you know. And yeah. you know, there you go. So and yeah, MC sharing that article earlier about yeah. how like, well they're still gonna do theatrical releases. Okay, bud. Sure thing. <laughs> sure. Best of luck with that. Yeah. So I, I want to stay true to what I had promised at the beginning of the podcast. So instead of going roundtable as to each episode, each show, let's just kind of do this freeform. Uh, we'll let our guests yeah. start, as always, because that's the polite thing to do. Yuli, which of these series or movies are you most like excited for? What's going to be the one that you're just like, like, yeah, all the rest of these are cool, but this is going to be my fucking jam. You know, that it, you, it's like you're asking me. You're, you're, you're putting me in a room 
with a bunch of my favorite foods. And it's like, hey, pick one of these things that you, you know, prepared by chefs from around the world who are all experts in their field. And the, the, the aroma wafting in is just knocking me down. And I'm hungry on top of it all. And you're like, so which one do you want to eat first? <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you that um, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about uh, the Shang Chi movie. Um, I think that there's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited about all of them, though. You know, but this Shang Chi thing, um, you know, because I've been a fan of Master of Kung Fu from back in the days when Paul Galacy was drawing it. Paul Galacy drew him to look like Bruce Lee. You know, and it's like, oh damn, look at this. You know, and. Over time, um, Shang-Chi, I mean, Fu Manchu is his dad. I don't think they have the rights to the name Fu Manchu, so they're going to go in a different direction with that. But, you know, just from from what I know of the character and what I have read of him, uh, I'm just, I'm so excited about this. On top of which, uh, this production having an Asian lead and an Asian director, uh, you know, I mean, this, you know, pretty much all Asian cast. I mean, this is going to be sort of like the Asian version of the Black Panther. And why not? You know, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, black people have it tough in Hollywood, but, you know, you shoot Asians and uh, Latinos have it even worse. And Asians in particular, in fact, to this instant, I don't believe that Charlie Chan has ever been played by an Asian actor. You know, it's always like Charles oh, Lawton or somebody, you know, dressed up or whatever. So, you know, this this is going to be a groundbreaking film. Uh, I, the fact that they have, um, you know, there's so much rich history associated with this character. And he is one badass martial artist. I can tell you, oh, people think like Iron Fist is tough. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you ain't never seen Master of Kung Fu. I mean, in fact, when the people were all upset uh, because I because Iron Fist is a white guy. And I remember when that uh, show came out on Netflix and there were some people who had suggested that they should have made Iron Fist Asian. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're missing the point. If you want an Asian martial artist, they need to do Master of Kung Fu. You know, yeah. just what say, we have been here. singing this song for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so and you will see why when they release yeah. this film, man. I mean, this guy, you know, this this guy is something else. So, um, yeah. So so of all of them, I think. Uh, Master, what is it they call it? Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which Ooh. is due out in early July, is the one that, uh, I mean, since you're twisting my arm here, you know, it's the one that <laughs> I'm going to say. Because honestly, the one I'm most excited about is that next episode of WandaVision that I'm going to watch later tonight. <laughs> That's I the might, soonest one. <laughs> I might set my alarm for 3 a.m. Um, and wake up, just get a few hours sleep and wake up so they can watch it. <laughs> Um, I wanted to I wanted to point out something real quick too because I had heard the the casting for um, Shang Chi uh, who they cast for is a guy named Simu Liu and I was just like I don't know who to do this so whatever and uh, on Netflix I started watching a show called Kim's Convenience and mm -hmm. I fell in love with it just an absolute wonderful show but not only did I find out who Simu Liu was I really enjoyed this guy as an actor 
But like Rambo pointed out, he's like, hey, that's going to be Shang-Chi. So now I'm double excited about this because first off, I fucking love anything martial arts movie. Like down, I'm totally excited about that. But two, now I have this vested interest in this. So like I'm I'm super excited about this movie. Like again, I, I actually really liked Iron Fist. I know a lot of people didn't and I get why they didn't. But like I feel like this is going to be an even better version. All the things that I liked about Iron Fist, I'm going to get with this because apparently this dude could could whoop Iron Fist's ass. So I'm I'm excited about this. Um anybody else want to comment on um Shang-Chi or um next would be Mr. Rambo? Oh yeah, no, everything Yuli said. I'm I'm yeah. super into um it we the MCU <laughs> is doing things where they're like, okay, so we've we've you know, I mean like what in what in like the first five years, first six years, they're like, Well, we've established all of our sort of boilerplate stuff. What else is out there? And that's how you get things like Guardians of the Galaxy and um, Hero Six. And uh, I'm mean, I don't Big Series Six isn't is an MCU movie though, um, but uh, but I, mean, like, no, I guess it's not. It's Marvel, but it's not. A, yeah, okay. Right. But even right. um, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is it's a it's like a Cold War spy movie. Um, you know, the the willingness to experiment and try different things and and go in different directions. Um, Lord knows they've got enough, you know, content to pull from. Um, yep. And we're gonna get a badass kung fu movie. Um, and and honestly, like you, you mentioning uh, uh, Iron Fist, like that's a scene I want. I want Danny Rand to meet Shang Chi and just yeah. nerd the fuck out, <laughs> and just be like, "Oh man, I'm such a big fan." And, 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 like really lose yeah. shit, particularly in front of Luke. Like, um, Luke, and, like, trying to Luke's just being like, man, like, that wasn't cool. No, man, you understand. Nobody else can do it. Oh god, like that, that. There's such potential there for, um, for like these really rich character moments. Um, and and you know, hey, I was absolutely on that on the the, you know, we're never gonna do the Mandarin train because it's really easy to fuck that up and go in the yellow peril direction. And who better to do it than get an East Asian cast? Yeah. Like, lean into it. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 super jazzed about that. Um, I mean, overall though, like, if I have to pick one thing, they're all they all look so cool. I think maybe if I had to pick something like that, I'm I'm most excited for it, like. Loki is definitely high on that list. Mm. Yep, there you go. Um, because it's it again, it's doing like big, weird, crazy shit. Um, and and I love how they're doing this this melded combination of pulling from classic stories and modern stories. Um, like WandaVision is a great example of taking Tom King and Gabriel Walta's uh, Vision miniseries. And mixing that with the the Vision miniseries, Vision and and, and, um, and Scarlet Witch miniseries from the '80s, um, and like you know, doing this weird hodgepodge of things. And Loki, like if you if you look at the the trailer for Loki, he is dressed exactly like uh, um, from the the Vote Loki 
uh, uh, miniseries that came out in like the last three years. Um, where he's got like, you know, like the little horns and the green suit. And you got the, I think you can see like he has the sticker that says, or the button that says Vote Loki on it. Um, and it's really cool to see them do all these big, crazy combinations of things. Um, but yeah, I, again, much like Yuli said, it's 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 a buffet of all my favorite things. Like there's no thing that, that, that they've talked about that I'm not fully invested in. Super excited to see what they do with. Um, you know, I can count on one hand, maybe one finger, the number of these projects that I was like, eh, about overall in the entirety of the MCU. Um, and yeah, it's just really cool to be this excited about, um, uh, uh this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, shit like the, and the what if series looks so awesome Yeah, yeah. and like weird and crazy and really experimental. Yeah. I'm I'm all in for all of it, hundred percent. Yeah, um, same. I mean, the Loki one, like at one point he looks like he's DB Cooper jumping I out know! of a fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just state a quick aside? Like, this is why the four of us are all together for this particular episode because I knew that every single one of you guys would be just as fucking excited as I am about all of this shit. So. Yeah. Also, too, like, he's kind of a joke in the sense that, like, he's become an internet meme. But the fact that Owen Wilson pops up in this series and you're just like, oh, shit, it's Owen Wilson. Like, yeah. it was, yeah, like, who's not happy Loki, to see Owen Wilson? Yeah. Right. Loki, Loki looks like it's going to be dope as fuck. Uh, MC, man, what, which one of these are you really, like, looking forward to? Like, what's the one that you're just like, okay, I'm clearing my calendar for this because I'm fucking watching this as soon as it happens? I mean, the easy answer is all of them, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> literally, I'm already like, I'm already looking forward to like March 18th, because both the Snyder Cut and Falcon and Winter Soldier are come out the same day, and I really might take off work <laughs> just to fit everything, just to fit everything I can. Well, the Snyder Cut the... is like four hours long, so you'd better you be like, ready. Yeah, to... yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean. Do I, like, do I have to limit it to just this year? I mean, there's there's like ten projects coming out this year, so like, like I mean, like the What If series is is one that I'm like very much looking forward to. I think of the stuff that we know that's coming this year, the one I'm most curious about because I'm the least familiar with the character is actually the Miss Marvel series. Okay. Um, but mainly because unlike the masses. I actually enjoyed the Avengers game that came out last year. And, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I have put it like it, it was, it was, it was a top two game uh, that I played last year on PlayStation. And that game came out in September. So that should like, let you know, like how, how much time I actually put in, in the, the four months that I, that I played it. Um, but I, I was at least familiar with the character. Well, I mean, I guess Shang-Chi also, but uh, in terms of the TV properties, I'm the least familiar with her character. And the game kind of centers around kind of a, a little bit of her origin, in a sense. And it got me interested because I've always seen the name Miss Marvel. I've always kind of associated her with Carol Danvers. Um, I've, I've, I've only known the name Kamala Khan like the last couple years. But the game got me really interested in her and her story, her abilities, the Inhumans, you know, like so I can cleanse that TV show out of my brain. 
<laughs> the fact that it happens is a thing. Um, but I, but I'm I'm very interested to see what they what they're going to do with that because there was some controversy surrounding some of the casting choices they made with that show. Um, and I know that they're filming now, and they, they they've already confirmed that she's going to be part of Captain Marvel too. Um, one of the movies that will be coming out, I think, like 2023 or something like that. So I'm 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 curious to see like what like what the tone and like what like what what they're gonna do with that show and like how are they gonna like what are they gonna do to bring the Inhumans into the MCU in terms of her origin story. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this character too because I haven't really followed them much on um in the comics at all and I don't I, I know the basics. And there's just a lot of Miss or Captain or Marvels and uh, like, Marvels. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really interesting too. And like I'm curious like if they're gonna do something with Monica Rambo, are we gonna see Photon? Like what like there's some there's some dope shit that well, can we, happen. We, we with... might see that in WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, we might yep, we might see that in T minus what? How many hours now? Like <laughs> <laughs> like seven hours? Yeah. So I think a it's thing. Yeah that I had not considered in terms of are we are we are we talking about episodes I don't want to yeah do whatever man. Yeah. Um, all right yeah so if you haven't watched the episode of uh, oh, yeah, spoilers, by, by yeah. new episode, I mean last week's I mean, episode. you've had a week at this point. Like, yeah, um, if you really wanted to see it, you would have seen it. You shouldn't be okay? listening to this show if you <laughs> ain't watching that. Yeah, because we give zero fucks about spoilers. So, um, you know, uh, Monica is talking about how, you know, she would need, a, you know, some kind of like crazy suit to get in, to get back into Westview. And she, and she has that line about like, I know an, an aerospace engineer. Oh, and a lot of people defaulted to... Oh shit! They're gonna bring it. That's how they're gonna bring in Reed Richards, which could be really cool. But then I saw somebody say on uh, on Facebook uh, on a friend of mine's page, or this is how they bring in Riri Williams, and it hadn't even occurred to me that that's a thing that that would be a great way to do that. And I'm. I'm You'll hearing a lot of silence. That is, I actually there we go. Okay, yeah. Yuli, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Ironheart. Yeah, no, Ironheart. And, and yeah. See, here's the thing, though. What I was thinking about was, especially remembering how Monica Rambo got her powers. Now, you know, different thing in the comic books. I mean, she was a, a cop in New Orleans, and she was on like the Harbor Patrol, and got exposed to strange energy and stuff, you know, out there on the river. But she was exposed to some freaking strange energy in that bubble and you know uh -huh. so i'm like oh yeah. they could make it like this is how she gets her powers i'm not expecting yep. her to have powers at, you know maybe up like maybe it's one of those things at the end the last episode like her hand lights up or something yeah. at the end or something like that but me. yeah I, but that's that that's what i was thinking and, and to go even further with that you could almost take that as a means to like explain how x-men get introduced in terms of how many people are inside the bubble or inside that alternate reality, and whatever is going to happen to them whenever that dissipates. There's a lot. That's true. Well, and they if sure. We really, if we go back to, I mean, like, if you look at the reason, or not the reason, but the the, the point of creation for um, Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch's powers is it was the Mind Stone. 
So yeah. if you're mm -hmm. imbued with the powers of the Mind Stone, which Scarlet Witch definitely is, and she's like stupid powerful, it's entirely possible that maybe she has that own thing. And it seems like her powers are a little like beyond her control right now in the sense that like she may be doing shit inadvertently that she doesn't even understand. So, yeah, yeah I mean, she, I could see her even, creating mutants more or less, you know? Yeah, they even she may be because just by the last episode, you can tell that they were trying to establish that even Wanda isn't fully in control or at least making us making you think that maybe Wanda isn't fully in control like we think she is since she apparently doesn't think that she's responsible for the knock on the door or like other things that perhaps happen within this within this alternate reality well it's running off of her power definitely you know the question yeah, is sure. um how much of what is happening there is conscious you know and and, yeah. so, and directed somehow and whether or not she is even actually you know, whether there might be some outside force that is consciously using her powers in some way but i'll tell you what they opened up the door for uh, for x-men you know the minute she opened that door and you saw which version of quicksilver it was standing <laughs> out there and mm -hmm. and i tell you what we were talking about this on fantastic forum and i got to give props to roberto ortiz because roberto actually said that's before any of us saw that he was like yeah i think they're going to bring in quicksilver but it's going to be the guy from those x-men movies and we're like and eh, no, i don't see it dude <laughs> i don't i don't think they're going to be bringing in anyway, like that you know it's like we're not going to see mutants before we see the fantastic four you know and then i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm sorry roberto <laughs> it's like can you ever forgive me you know because he seemed uh, you know like precognitive you know rambo minute, called uh, rambo thing. called that shot too yeah. actually and, and he oh he damn said, yeah yeah rambo had a really interesting th i don't know if it was your theory or if you'd picked it up online about that because of the different decades of when these shows were coming out so rambo go ahead and and uh blow Yuli's mind with what you would <laughs> so I, I think I think me and Berto are uh, reading on the reading the same subreddits um, there was uh, um, a, a while ago when you when you would google the show uh, the, on, the, on the google homepage you would see the cast and Evan Peters would populate <laughs> and really it, yeah no one was quite sure if that was like you know a bunch of people like a bunch of geeks just like driving traffic to it and so it automatically associated or if that was from google proper because google makes all kinds of weird mistakes all the time um and then i read on this 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 wandavision subreddit that i am subscribed to and read very heavily um <laughs> that uh someone's theory was that they're definitely gonna have it is Peters is definitely going to be in the show and he's going to play Quicksilver and they're going to do it based on the fact that, so, you know, when we, the first episode starts uh, in the fifties with Dick Van Dyke, next episode is in the sixties um, with the uh, bewitched seventies with Brady Bunch eighties with family ties, which brings us to the nineties. And if you look at the trailers, the nineties look like Roseanne and in season six and seven, Sarah Chalk replaced uh, Lisey Gorenson as Becky. And so you have this great meta nod to the fact that two actors have played the same character just in different places with Quicksilver as well. So it's this great way to like 
make a nod toward toward the show you're you're doing a pastiche of, while at the same time tying it into the fact that uh, both Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters play Quicksilver. So there's all this like weird meta storytelling going on. Um, and it's, yeah, it, I, I was very loud when, <laughs> when that um, and yeah, it's super exciting and it's really fucking cool, man. Oh, yeah. oh, real quick. Um, the reason I brought up Riri uh, Williams is I, one, I, I hadn't considered that it might be her, but two, I completely forgot she's getting her own show on Disney yep. Plus. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Give so me a little bit more about Ironheart because I'm not too familiar with the she's, character. She's a teenage super genius that builds her own Iron Man armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an American girl. Genius. Uh, yeah, young black woman um, who is is just super fucking smart and technical. And uh, there was a long period where Tony was dead uh, and he was living uh, as a, as a, an artificial intelligence um, and kind of hanging out with her. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, uh, uh, one of the, one of the many MC, uh, not just MCU, but, uh, Marvel universe's, uh, uh, absolutely brilliant minds. Um, and it would be super cool to have that be the way they integrate her. Um, I mean, even if it's not her or Reed, I'm sure that whoever it is, I'm going to be very excited about, uh, cause yeah, this show has just been batting a thousand across the board. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, in fact, and this is something of an aside, but not really, because still dealing with Wandavision, uh, because that episode four, somebody suggested that that was kind of like X Files, you know, because you had oh yeah um, yeah yeah you know, and how how cool would it be for Cat Dennings and um, what's his face who I can't Jimmy think Wu? the actor Jimmy oh, yeah yes yeah yeah but I was trying uh, to think the actor that's oh, John uh, Krasinski Park. is his name. John <laughs> <Krasinski>. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Randall Park, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but how cool would it be to see Randall Park and um, Kat Dennings in a MCU version of the X-Files? You know, I was like, why? Hey, I'm there for that, too. You know, in fact, well, somebody it, was pitching that. Yeah, the, the guy who tweeted about that uh, said this past this past weekend that he was working on a pitch because he got invited by Marvel to, to pitch this X-Files style show what featuring those two. story too. And like, they were friends growing up too. Like, um, something about like the story that he wrote, um, was one of the, uh, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Where like, he, he I haven't heard story that they were basing, um, on division off of. And it turns really? out that he was, his older brother was like best friends with Randall, uh, with Randall Park, and now seeing Randall Park play That's Jimmy right. Woo in the thing that he wrote, and now he's going to pit. Yeah, it was just like this really cool confluence of things. Mm. Yeah, like, I got to see. Steven yeah, go ahead. Ford. Yeah. Um, he is a director. He worked on Teen Wolf. Um, let me see. Yeah, but I, I think I I could be wrong, but I think you might be confl- uh, uh, conflating two things. There was definitely somebody um, that was talking about how like Randall Park was best friends with their older brother, but I don't think it was the same guy. Okay. 
I'm blanking on who it was though, because yeah. I remember seeing that too. And it's somebody of note. It's some. It's like an actor or a director or somebody. Shit. Yeah. It was either either way. Um, what I want to do is um, the the show the movie that I'm the most interested in that I don't know anything about that I, I know very very little little about the Eternals. Yeah. And I'm not fascinated. Fascinated is the wrong word. But, like, it's cool that there's going to be a Marvel thing that they're going to do, and I don't know what the fuck it is. And, like, I, I'm i like, okay, what's, what are Eternals exactly? I don't know. And, like, I'm not even, like, doing any research on it. I'm just going to be like, oh. oh, fuck it. When it comes out, I'll watch it. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Tom King. Tom King. Oh, get out. Was- yeah, Tom King's older brother was best friends with Randall Park. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I compl- that's what it was. I was like, he was a writer. Oh, said, man. Yeah, it's the guy Damn, who wrote yeah. the Vision miniseries. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> you see, so it did tie together. Okay. Yes, yeah, it absolutely right. did. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was confusing. Uh, um, I thought you were talking about the writing of the show, yeah. not the writing of a comic. But yeah, no, Tom King's older brother is like, yeah, it's a super weird world that like, you know, I've known Randall for years, and now he's on this thing that's kind of based on this thing I worked on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Eternals. Um, I know almost nothing about it beyond its big, weird, crazy Kirby shit. Uh, I'm 100% relying on you, Yuli. <laughs> <What you laughs> well, I, I I won't let you down <laughs> because <laughs> I was uh, I was I I actually bought the Eternals. Um, Jack Kirby had just come back to Marvel after a stint at. DC and basically he, he they let him do pretty much anything he wanted and my take on the Eternals was always that it was sort of Marvel's version of the new gods um, but of course Jack Kirby uh, first issue came out and it was 76 and um, you know guy uh, uh, Icarus basically is like the lead guy um, you know uh, alter ego Ike Harris or maybe they're calling him Icarus, maybe. But yeah, since it's but it's Cersei's in the thing, and um, you know, it, it's it's a bunch of these uh, uh, Titan esque characters. But as as I recall, um, a lot of it sprung from the Celestials, and the Celestials, you know, these the the Celestials were these giant robot looking like things but they had visited earth a million years earlier and had been uh, performing these genetic experiments on uh, on humans and they created two divergent races there were the eternals and the deviants and of course as you might gather the eternals were the good guys and the deviants were the bad guys and um, apparently these experiments also led to uh, superpowered mutations in humans, and it's revealed that the Celestials also experimented on other planets like the Kree and the Skrulls and all this kind of thing. So anyway, uh, the Eternals were uh, – they, they had this incredible longevity, and so – you know, the, the suggestion was that some of these people were actually from the uh, the legends of yore. And, uh, you know, when they shared these names, it wasn't simply that they had the same name. Cersei was, you know, she had been around during the times of King Arthur, you know, this kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, but it, it, there's plenty of rich stuff from which to mine. To be able to do this, it's incredibly visual. You've got all this cosmic shit, you know, from Kirby. Um, you know, the the characters, eh, I guess we'll have to see. But hey, you've got people who are 
trying to tie all this stuff into the existing MCU. And there's there's really a lot of material uh, to be able to use with all of this stuff. You know, um, I don't remember all the issues as well. I've read a lot of comics in my day. And on top of this, Marvel has come back to the Eternals and, um, you know, brought them back and done some other stuff with them uh, more uh, in a more contemporary vein. But, um, you know, I mean, basically, yes, Marvel's version of the new gods. <laughs> and, you know, take that uh, take that as you wish. Nice. Yeah, there's actually a um, there's a new series, I think premiered last week uh that's kieran gillen and um asad rabik are doing a new comic um up until aside from that up until maybe like or was it i guess about 10 years ago maybe a little more recent um neil gaiman had done uh, i think a 12 issue miniseries with john romita jr um but before that, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's one of the many properties and characters, uh, groups, groups, characters of Marvel loans. It's just like, eh, it's over there. It's, it's sitting in a corner. Someone will get to it eventually. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm it's funny. I'm, I'm not as outwardly excited about that, but I'm it's the thing I'm most intrigued by. That's yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. that's not the one that I'm going to be like waiting around the block if movie theaters are open for uh, to like to see. It's more like I don't know shit about this, and now I'm mm -hmm. intrigued because if we're talking about the one that I'm the most excited about, even before the first episode aired, it was Wandavision, because I was like, Vision's dead. How the fuck are they going to do this? Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for this. So like, Wandavision has always been my jam, and like like we talked last week, man. I love old TV. But not only that, too, I love creative shit with writing. I like when it doesn't have to be a formula. I like when it has it's kind of a mystery. I like when it plays out like one of my all time favorite horror movies is uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And a lot of people who are who have never seen it can't get into it because they're like, oh, it's so slow. I was like, yes, but it's building to something. And that's the way I felt with WandaVision. I was, oh, the first two episodes, the the, the pacing, which again, fuck off if you're saying that. <laughs> but like, it, it, it was building to something. And, and it wasn't like balls to the wall action from minute one all the way to minute 30. Like it was, it was paced out. It was like, okay, so they're doing this weird sitcom thing and it's cute and it's funny. Wait, what, why is that? fat guy with the beard saying where are you from where are you from and now he's choking on something is wanda doing that oh shit what the hell is going on like that's the kind of stuff that i want i want it to be something where you got to pay attention to see exactly what's going on yeah and like it is not let let me down at all and like i mentioned previously um uh falcon and winter soldier like i was like eh, maybe maybe all right and then it, it looks kind of lame because like it's the same basic setup for everything else that you've ever seen in any any trailer and then it got a little bit better and i was like yeah. oh oh okay I mean, it's All a right. buddy it's a buddy cat movie it's the best yeah. way i've heard it described <laughs> yeah and i'm and i'm excited i'm That's the more fantastic. and more it, it really is buddy cat <laughs> And the more and more I, I see about it, the more excited I am. And honestly, I like both characters. I'm really interested how they're going to handle what hap who takes the mantle of Captain America. Yeah. I mean, like, 
because Cap was always my favorite of the MCU movies, um, of, of the characters. And like, I'm a little disappointed. I'm sure that they've got some surprise in store for us. I was a little disappointed that they weren't going to do a Cap series because I would love to see a um, Steve Rogers in time, like going back in the 40s and, and making a life with Peggy. And like, because he knows what he knows, being like, oh yeah, uh, by the way, um, I'm going to go smash that entire computer room that's in New Jersey that has uh, Zola's spirit or soul or whatever the fuck's there. It's like, fuck all that noise because I'm killing Hydra before it even gets a chance to spread. Like, I would love to see something like that. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but yeah. Well, I mean, Chris Evans was recently reported to be coming back for something. Mm-hmm. I hope it possibly is. several somethings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he has to, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I know, I, like, I know part of it is directorial because he really, he really like, he's, if I remember correctly, he's in charge of several of the, uh, uh, he, like he's, he's, he did director work with several of the, what if episodes mm-hmm. as, oh, as nice. part of, as, as part of his deal with, with coming back. So, I mean, perhaps that could, that could be something going forward where, I mean, he he would have the the knowledge of having been in the MCU, and then also being able to put his own imprint on it with whatever he gets involved in, whether it be a uh, one of the TV shows or perhaps a film. I so, know that when he was um, playing Cat for a long time, he was like, "I want to direct movies. I'm tired of being on the side of the camera. Yeah, I am looking to get into direct into directing." And it was. A long sort of work, like he had been very clear with Marvel was like, whenever you can let me out of this contract, you say the word because I am ready to go. <laughs> this has been fun, but it's time for me to move on and do something different. And they were like, right. So nine more movies. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm going to tear your bicep in the process, too, while you're trying to. Hey, 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 they didn't make him do that. He decided to do that. <laughs> That was one hundred percent him. <laughs> That's I, I I really do I really do wonder what they could do. I wonder if if his reappearances would just be like flash perhaps like flashback scenes whenever they're introducing new characters, like, oh hey, Cap actually interacted with so and so, you know, in, in at this point in their in the history that just we just didn't know about until now. That's and, that, and, and instead and so instead of having to Instead of him having to worry about like, you know, the grind of, of filming an entire movie or uh, he's not going to do part that. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be, you know, like a couple scenes here and there where, you know, he would only have to be there for a little bit and then he can go do whatever else he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I heard possibly there was going to be some of this old man Steve Rogers thing that he's doing. I mean, you know, I, I you know, a lot of this is in flux seems like to me because i remember that um uh crap i can't think of the guy who plays thor now but he he was he said he was done Hmm? yeah chris hemsworth yes thank you chris hemsworth exactly because i heard he was done uh playing thor but then apparently they offered him a wheelbarrow full of money and he's like yeah i'm gonna come back and play do some more thor you know and And, and the the other thing too hmm. was he actually he liked Ragnarok. Like apparently he wasn't such a big fan of what the character was in the, the first two solo films. Mm -hmm. And 
in doing Ragnarok, it gave it, it, like he felt like he got to have more personality. He got to like really get into the character and kind of see the direction they were going. And once he once it like it was received well, he was like, well, shit, you know, I will play Thor as many times as yeah. you want me to. Yeah, if it's going <laughs> to yeah, be have like Taika this. Yeah, directed it. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. will be okay. Right? I mean, hey, yeah. uh, Natalie Portman came back. Natalie Portman was very vocal about how she was done and she had no interest in coming back and doing these movies. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. but you not know, only all of a sudden, back, get, well, she gets what? to be Thor. <laughs> it's like, be hey, Thor, right? what's not to like? It's like, and, and oh, Rambo, I'll come you know, back for that. You know? And Rambo, you know, it's because of uh, your guy that you mentioned last week. What? Uh, Ike. Oh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a big, a big part of why she, why she didn't want to why she didn't want to be part of it anymore. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, that guy's garbage. Um, you know, you don't wish death on people for the most part, but uh, <laughs> you know, for the most part, however, <laughs> most part, if something yeah. bad were to if something happen, were to happen. <laughs> It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. See, see, I, I, I feel the need to rein us back away from this where we're going on this, you know. So I'll, I'll say where I was where I was going with this talk about uh, these established performers in these roles. Uh, you look at the DC side of things, and and obviously DC has been around for you know like you know twenty twenty five years. Uh, or more than the Marvel characters and uh, had been established much earlier. And one of the consequences of that, you look now at uh, Superman and Batman, and there've been a whole bunch of people who played both these characters, you know? And uh, I, I feel like ultimately this is where Marvel has to go because as modern day mythology, these characters are larger than life and they're bigger than the performers that play them, you know? And, you know, while the MCU has indicated a certain willingness to have these characters be more like real people that age out and then have successors that take their place, and we've certainly seen quite a bit of that, uh, but you have to believe that these uh, stalwarts like Thor and Captain America and Iron Man and the Hulk, you know, that they're going to be around. And maybe it's just a question of how long it's going to take before Marvel decides they want to reboot. And yeah, we need to tell more stories about Iron Man. We need to tell more stories about Captain America. God knows the Black Panther and, you know, the, the outpouring of grief and, uh, and and sympathy uh, connected with Chadwick Boseman's death. Uh, but here's the thing. The Black Panther is bigger than Chadwick Boseman. And yeah. you can't kill the Black Panther because of the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman's death. And, I mean, I appreciate that there are folks who are, oh, no, we can never have anybody else play this character. No, the way to honor Chadwick Boseman is to recast this character and have the Black Panther live on. And yeah. I, I, it's got to be the same kind of thing with with all of these characters, you know, because, hey, like I said, it's modern day mythology. And you you it, generations have to be able to enjoy these characters just the same way that they're enjoying Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman and you know and all of those 
So yeah, and and the talk right now with with that is that Marvel's planning to not not recast T'Challa, but choose another character from the who like who has been Black Panther and introduce them either through Black Panther 2 or the Wakanda series and kind of have them event, like take over the mantle and be the official Black Panther. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Uh, 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 either way, like I, yeah. I really enjoyed Black Panther a lot, um, especially more so on the second watching. And the first time I watched it, I was like, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. But the second time it really like hit home. Like there were some messages in that one. Like to this day, one of the most powerful scenes that I've seen in any of the Marvel movies is when he, um, they, they escape after um, Killmonger seemingly kills him, and they find him and they take him up to the mountains and they give him the herb and he goes to the Netherworld and he's talking to his dad mm. and he basically calls his dad out and they, he was like I did what you know I did what was best for my people and he's like crying and he goes and you were wrong like that God damn that was a powerful ass scene. Mm-hmm. And like, the, it just made me really love the character. I loved what he was doing, and it's just such a fucking tragedy because it was like the whole message was like you have to be your own leader. You know, you you learn your lessons from your forefathers, but you choose where you go from here. And I thought that was awesome. And it sucks that they essentially are going to have to go in a different direction because they have no other choice. But that's not a bad thing, you know. I mean, they could just recast. I'm, I'm. They could. Also, there, I mean, there are I'm, plenty I'm, of actors yeah, that can play that role. That says they have to yeah. not yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. and they still I, got time. I mean, because I, I really, I really do think that they said they weren't going to recast for this movie, and I felt like they were very yeah. specific in the language they chose. Like, yeah, we're not going to recast for this movie. Doesn't mean we're not going to recast for you know Black Panther three. Or Avengers Five. Just yeah. for this movie, we're not gonna we're not gonna recast. Yeah. Well, I, I I hope that's the case because they're they're real smart. But they're again, that's part of the being smart because uh, again, the the outpouring of grief for this man, and I get it. I mean, I, I frankly I love everything that I've seen him in. I mean, you know, Forty Two, Marshall, you know, uh, you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean, you name it. This guy, he can act his ass off. And the Black Panther, that role was one of his best. And I feel I feel uniquely qualified to speak on this because (laughs) I've been reading the Black Panther, you know, hey, and it ain't just because I'm black and I've been reading the Black (laughs) Panther, you know, from when I was a kid. I mean, you know, the Black Panthers first solo series in jungle action that was uh, written by. And in fact, I'll tell you what, this poor guy, um, it's like he's like the Rodney Dangerfield of comics. He just absolutely gets no respect. Guy named Don McGregor was the writer on. And in fact, he was the one who came up with all of the well, most of the uh, substantial elements. He was the first one who wrote about uh, the nation of Wakanda, you know, created um, the uh, the Black Panther's mother created uh, Wakabi, created Killmonger. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff from that movie that was straight out of Don McGregor's mind. Uh, the, the strip was initially illustrated by Rich Buckler, uh, who then gave way to um, oh crap, uh, and this is this is really embarrassing. Uh, Billy Graham, <laughs> Billy Graham, and um, and the stuff was great. Anyway, but this was the first substantial work that was done 
with the character outside of the Avengers. You know, I mean, usually he was just, yeah, he's in the Avengers and, you know, they had him as uh, he became a teacher, an inner city teacher in Harlem public schools for a while, took the name Luke Charles and this kind of thing. And, you know, but ultimately he went back to Africa and to Wakanda. And it was like, oh man, yeah, what's been going on in Wakanda while you've been away? And turns out Killmonger was like, starting to you know starting to raise up and mess shit up and it's like oh damn he had to go back and fight killmonger that was some great stuff but uh, my my point here is that as someone who has more than a passing familiarity with the character uh, i i just feel i feel so strongly about this and i get it you know okay you can't just off the break out of the gate yeah we're going to recast do this black panther 2 in a world of Wakanda, you know, whatever it is, but you ultimately, and yeah, maybe five, six years, you circle back around and maybe people are a little more receptive to the idea that, yeah, you know, that char- that is a really great character. You know, we need to, we can't, we can't lose that character, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't care how you write it, you know, oh, he's he's on a sabbatical, he's on a walkabout, he's doing a whatever. Oh, he oh, he's in that <laughs> other room right over there. We just can't see him. You know, whatever. I mean, but he's, you he's know, always don't out. kill him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, he just stepped out. Like they just put a Wakanda they just yeah. put a Starbucks in Wakanda. Like he just slapped to go get a pumpkin shot. Off, off, uh, off <laughs> hey, T'Challa, yeah, bring me back a latte, man. You know, it's a lot like of whatever. Shots, the backs of heads and shit. <laughs> exactly, that kind of thing. I mean, you yeah. know, but 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 you can't. The bottom line is, you cannot lose this character. The character is too important and too yeah. significant. Everything think, you're saying, yeah. man, like I think right there, one hundred percent. That is a perfect pivot point for the next episode of At the Diner. So I want to thank Mr. Ulysses E. Campbell. Yuli, tell the folks where they can find all the wonderful things that you do Fantastic Forum-wise. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, of course, Fantastic Forum is available as a podcast. Uh, wherever such things can be downloaded uh, on all these various platforms. Thanks to our friends at The Great Geek Refuge. And it may also be found at The Great Geek Refuge, along with all the other podcasts there. Uh, The show uh, airs as a uh, radio program each and every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington. You can stream it via the website at WERA.FM. It also re-airs each and every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4. And we have a website where you can find episodes of the TV show because, yes, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. Check your local listings. Um, You can, uh, at Fantastic Forum TV, find full episodes of the show. You can find uh, the discussion broken out. You can find the toy and game profiles, the interviews, the special event coverage, and much, much more. And if you're a geek, if you like listening to this, you will absolutely like listening to that. Maybe not as much as you like listening to this, but give us a chance. <laughs> give us a chance. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting, too, because um, we, we cross-promote the hell out of each other because you can hear myself, you can hear James Rambo, you can hear MC Brooks on Fantastic Forum at various points because he is kind enough to invite us as guests, uh, guest panelists on his show often. So, uh, again, check out Fantastic Forum whenever you get a chance. 
Uh, I want to thank uh, James Rambo, Mr. Co-host. I want to thank the other Mr. Co-host, and that would be Mr. MC Brooks. We've got another episode coming up. In fact, we forgot a big part of our uh, MCU 2021 slate, and we didn't even touch on it, and it's huge. So we're going to touch on that in the next episode, but we're also going to talk about consequence culture and why it's vitally important uh, in the world that we live in today. So stay tuned, folks. Check out the next episode wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Again, my name is Mike Lunsford. Check out our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Again, I can't thank you enough for all the support that you give us. We appreciate you every single day. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy! Looking for some bad things to come your way